Bernard has a variety of different manifestations from the micro to the macro. The micro burnout is encapsulated, or let's put it this way, the principle of burnout occurs when a person overextends one of his kirchas on nefesh until, until there's nothing left to sustain him. The way we are built is that we have a certain limitation in our internal energies, our energies of self, our energies of our, our passion, our, our staying power, our concentration. In, in every area there's a, there's a limit to how far we can go. If we push ourselves beyond the limit, instead of it being productive, it becomes destructive, and instead of it building us, it breaks us. And therefore, burnout is the consequence of an a, um, overloading of the system, which then becomes completely counterproductive. And one of the hardest things to gauge in a person who's fervently interested in advancing in Avodah Hashem is how to know or how to anticipate when he's pushed himself too far or how to know when he's not pushing himself far enough. And that's, that's, that's a struggle because on the one hand the person who's deeply motivated to reach spiritual heights and to connect to his creator in a fundamental way, he doesn't want to fall short of the mark. So he wants to push himself, he wants to achieve as it were, he wants to connect, he wants to strive, he wants to go somewhere with his on the other hand if he takes it too far so he lands up further away than when he began so how does a person anticipate burnout and how do you deal with burnout now there's another problem and that is that burnout is often a function of an internal model or an external model the internal model is something that a person incorporates inside of himself and sets up internally an image of what the ideal that he believes for he should be. He believes that he should, if it's in a spiritual context, learn without lifting his head up from the Gomorrah. Daven a 15 minutes running essay consistently for the next 72 years. Never say a word which has even a trace of malice in it, etc, 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 etc. Here's that internal model. And then he tries to live up to it. Or alternatively, it could be an external model. Meaning, he looks at the people around him and they're presenting a certain face to him. He looks at the people around him in Twilla and they are davening with a, a fervor, with a passion, with tears and sobbing. And he feels, well, that's what he has to daven with. He looks at those learning around him and they people com seem completely consumed and engaged in what they're doing. He looks at the traits of the tzaddikim and he sees how they never even falter in the deepest challenges and he says, well, that's how I should be. Now, those models create expectations and those expectations create a drive and that drive can lead to greatness or can cause burnout, which can lead to self-destruction. How does one tread the golden path between those two? So the first word on the subject is you have to realize that there is a golden path and that to have the aspiration is even though it seems completely beyond my goal and reach 
to have the aspiration, to strive to the ideal, is an incredibly healthy thing. It's not unhealthy. It's not unhealthy to have this um, aspiration and vision of greatness in one's mind. On the contrary, it's a necessity, on the other hand, to become enamored and lost in your delusion of grandeur is very destructive. So a person has to find himself in a place whereby he has a tension. The tension is the tension, the type of tension I mean is a tension when a person would take a rope or his titsis that he's stroking and pull them tightly, pull them tightly and you feel the tension which is created. The tension creates growth as opposed to a slack in the rope so it creates stagnation. The growth is experienced through the tension, the pull on either side. When there's a pull on either side, that's what propels a person forward. So a person has to have this pull to have this ultimate greatness and he has to have the pull to stay where he is. And the pull to have greatness and the pull to be himself. And the pull to have greatness and the pull to be himself. And that tension, that delicious being suspended between those two diverging energies is the pathway of growth. Burnout occurs when the pull on the side of greatness becomes overpowering and the person gets drawn to it as a moth to the flame until attracted by the light he becomes like the moth incinerated and all that remains is some little black spot of mangled ash ah, 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 ah. and that's dangerous I'll give you a practical example so today was Lechos now Lechos began at 20 past 6 this morning for me which meant that I had to get up at 6 o'clock which is okay, it's not terrible it's not 5, it's not 4 and when you invest yourself emotionally in Lechos which I think is something which is, can be extremely rewarding fulfilling and and, and leave a deep impression on oneself it takes emotional energy and I try to do that and then you go into Shachris so now we Shachris at 7 o'clock you've been through 40 minutes of emotional investment in self-searching opening up spilling out your soul like water and then you enter into Shachris which is going to take you possibly another hour and that's going to be accompanied again with the same type of exertion from an emotional perspective a self-introspection by the time I had finished the Shemona Esrei, I was completely emotionally exhausted. Exhausted. I had what would be called a mini burnout. I pushed myself too hard. So now, but not really. I could keep on going. So it was. I was. I was. I was skating on the burnout ice, but not quite falling into the pit yet. So at that point in time, this is really the crucial skill: is a person has to develop the p capacity to catch yourself before the final burnout. So immediately what I did with myself is I walked outside the shul and I said the rest of the twiddle standing on the edge of the mountain. Luckily the shul is located on the mountain. <laughs> Otherwise it would be problematic. And instead of feeling the what had become the oppressive environment of the shul, I had the expansive <sighs> release of the heavens above me. And that ease the pressure and I was able to avoid the trap of sinking 
into negativity and rebellion. Caught it just at the right moment. There was a temptation within me to push myself just a little bit further. And that's a temptation and that's the voice and that's the push that we have to learn to restrain. You have to know to catch yourself just before. And that's the art. Because if you let that go too far, then you land up bitter and resentful. That's in the micro world. In the macro world, it happens on a much more subtle level as a person advances. And as a result, in his growth in spirituality, he <coughs> takes on one thing after another. And then he takes on another thing. And then he takes on another thing. And then he takes on another thing. And it becomes extremely complicated, especially during the Yomim Neroim and Sukkot, because there's so many more things. And there's so many things you find out about. And there's so many more things to do. So you just say, and then I'm doing, and, do and, do and then I'm doing that. And at the end of it, you don't realize that you just took on one thing too many. And then all of a sudden, you become emotionally exhausted. And you find a strange phenomenon. You find that there's often people who are relatively healthy before they entered into the path of spiritual growth often are waylaid by minor sicknesses in their path of growth. They get an irritating cold which they can't seem to knock. Some people get, uh, they just get exhausted and fatigued that they can't get out of bed. And all these, you never know, but there's a strong reason to ascribe them to the fact that the person's self is saying, I can't go any further.